0: Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the Astrology Podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, Alicia, did you want to introduce yourself to everybody listening?
1: Of course. Uh, so my name is Alicia. I'm a fertility awareness educator. Um, I'm also a yoga teacher. I did my yoga teacher training with Lisa. Um, I'm in the process of learning more about my abdominal massage. So eventually I will be officially a certified mind abdominal massage therapist. Um, I'm in the process of becoming a vaginal steam facilitator. So that means, um, providing specific guidelines for women who are going through specific things with their cycle and using vaginal steaming as a holistic um, approach to healing. And I feel like that's just like titles. I don't really like titles. I'm, I'm a being, I'm a human being. I, yeah, I don't know what, what
0: else to share, but
1: yeah, that's my I- little intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I flip-flop between titles all the time because I feel like I just can't be one thing I can be Mm. so many things but I always resonate with guide and teacher but what I'm guiding Mm. and teaching on will like ebb and flow and change as I kind of explore and grow and everything so Mm. I feel like you are gonna just like stick with the woman's health thing though that's like your main focus I think yeah
1: definitely yeah and if I go off track, I know I'll be continuously being guided back to this. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you um, Alicia was one of the first guests on my podcast when I started back, I think, No
1: way! In, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Like November, 2020, if some, if you guys want to go back and like, look, she was like maybe the fifth or fourth person I like interviewed. Yeah. yeah. I forget what we talked about, but you're at the beginning, I think of. Studying the stuff that you have done now, like the Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whoa, quantum leap. (laughs) So, I'm gonna get into the astrology. So, I have Alicia's chart pulled up. You can't see it, but like it's very cool. So, whenever I pull up a chart and like I know, sort of, I know Alicia a little bit because we did our yoga teacher training together, and then I know what she does. So, it's kind of cool to see it come out in the chart here i'll add the transits for today as well but alicia's a scorpio sun with a leo moon and she's a cancer rising so this is really cool so she's a scorpio sun and like scorpio in astrology with the body parts rules are like genital region so i'm like yeah the reproductive system Mm -hmm. so that makes so much sense that she's like talking about like and she's all about women's health. And I feel like some people like are uncomfortable talking about it or like periods are an uncomfortable topic and they shouldn't be. And I mean, I feel like nothing is uncomfortable for Scorpio to talk about. Like (laughs) nothing's like off limits. Like when I sent you that voice note, I was like, oh, I feel so weird talking about this, but I'm like, she's not going to think it's weird. It's normal. It's normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And then um, the Leo moon. So like the moon sign is like our internal world so mm. um I know you did your kids yoga teacher training yes Leo- I'm currently teaching kids yoga now too okay that's so fun yeah. so Leo it represents it's like your inner child or has to do with kids mm. so I think that's kind of cool and just your energy is very like I don't know always very happy and positive and I feel like it comes through with like the um I don't know the Leo moon because Scorpios sometimes get like this bad rap for being like, yeah.
1: I agree. I, th- I feel like that's like the common thing whenever people are like, oh, what's your sign? I'm like, I don't know anything about this, but if I share this with you, I feel like there's this like negative connotation to me. So
0: <laughs> Scorpios are great though, because you can talk to Scorpio about like absolutely anything and, and like nothing's off limits and everything, but your son is like in this like fifth, house like this triangle here which is the like the leo house and that's where your moon is so it adds like a fun fire element to your personality and it's just sort of like leos i would describe as like creative playful just doing things that like bring them joy right Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah so that was cool and i saw that i was like okay that kind of makes sense like the yeah (laughs) how it all comes together (laughs) and then you're cancer rising I'm a cancer rising too so that's fun but Mm -hmm. um sometimes it said if you're cancer rising your face is like round like the moon so I mean I think I have it with the (laughs) cheeks I don't know but um
1: yeah I think so I think I have the rounded face
0: too it's like a full moon our faces are like shaped like a full moon like okay um Mm -hmm but it cancer is like the sign of like the nurturer or the mother, and I think you shared something on Instagram, you're talking about like your ancestral lineage, and things like that, and I feel like I've even, like I really want to study that now for me, like look back at like things, not just in terms mm-hmm. of like, wellness. Like I I try to ask everyone about their cycles and what they've gone through and everything, Mm -hmm. but just in general, like knowing your past, like your family's past is like helpful. I feel like for things for like healing. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's very, like a cancerian trait. So Mm
1: -hmm. if you want to start diving into that, one of the things that I started doing that I feel like I'm still in the process of doing is doing a family tree of both sides of the family if you have access to that or like somebody you can ask that about um and then asking about stories from each person in your family lineage and um yeah like things that they love doing maybe an event that happened that you didn't know about and that's like your way of connecting more with the people who may not be here in this physical realm anymore as well as um yeah, learning about cycles and patterns if something has happened within your family and if it's continuously repeating, um, and as well as like gifts, like things that people had, like whether talents or, um, hobbies that they really loved doing. And maybe you can see that within yourself and how that's been passed
0: down to you. Yeah. I've seen like a lot of things happen, even like recently something with like I shouldn't say on here. Like my seeing something with like my grandma on my dad's side, like with my aunts, and and I refuse to like I'm very hesitant to do certain things because I've watched them all kind of repeat the same thing and I'm just like, ugh, yeah. But then like another like on a more positive note, on my dad's side, we all sort of are very good at like interior decorating and I've even inherited mm-hmm. that. And I don't know where that like kind of stems from, but that's like a cool thing. But
1: mm-hmm. looking at both sides, the positive and the negative. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then in your chart there's so the sixth house here um yours has like Sagittarius in it you have like this cool Sagittarius stellium in there and like the sixth house is like the house of health and healing it's like the Virgo house house, so like um anything to do with like the body or being of service is like very important but Mm -hmm. then you have Venus Mars and Jupiter there and Jupiter's like conjunct your Mars, like, right on top of it, and um, it's, like, Jupiter's in the sign of Sag, which is normally ruled by, so, like, are you, yeah, you are taking a course right now for something new, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> something with, like, Sagittarius energy, it's opposite to Gemini, like, I'm a Gemini, so Sagittarius energy is fun, and it's basically, like, here's an idea, and then here's, like, a vision expansion, and, like, here are all the things I'm gonna learn, and then teach about, If mm. you hold this, like, wisdom almost because you've explored things and I know you you travel you've traveled as well right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. those are just like things that's like are like themes of Sagittarius but
1: interesting wow I'm learning so much
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um you went to Peru right yeah um in 2018 and
1: then in 2019 okay
0: is there anywhere else like you re- want to travel to like for just like for fun or because like you want to ex- go on like an ex- like experience something there
1: mm, um I would love if it is possible to go to New Mexico to do the the mind abdominal training in person okay. um because of the current world events uh so we'll see um I wanted to go go to Hawaii before COVID, like, I just, like, I'm being so drawn there, like, I really feel that something's pulling me there, like, I really just want to go to Hawaii, you know, um, Iceland, um, I don't know, there's so many places, like, it's endless, there's so much to explore, and the earth is just so magical, and beautiful, and you just want to see it all, you know, it's Mm -hmm. nothing like seeing it through pictures, it's to be fully present in that space and to really feel the energy and to see it within your own eyes and experience all the senses you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah I have a long I have like a long list of places like 22 different countries in Europe but I feel like I really want to go where like my grandparents came from to come to Canada so like I feel like Mm. I feel very called to that because I I don't know like my roots are like in Eastern Europe and that's kind of where I want to live, not necessarily here. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: eventually you can, I, I like, I went twice to where um, my, well, once in high school was like a, a retreat. Um, it was a pilgrimage, actually not a retreat. Um, and then the second time I went to Italy um, was actually with my family to go to visit my family like where they all came from and like visit relatives I've never met. And like, if you could do that, I highly recommend it. And it can definitely connect you more with your ancestral roots.
0: Mm -hmm. Me and my brother are both like looking at buying like a condo or property in Hungary, like in Budapest. And um, it's just, it's funny. It upsets my mom, but I'm like, don't worry, we'll come back. But like we (laughs) want it, we have to at least go and see what's there, right?
1: Yeah, to be just be immersed and to see if you like it
0: yeah yeah hmm. okay is there anything you see see in the chart that your eyes is drawn to that you're like oh my goodness what is that
1: so like what are all these lines and like like it's all chaotic in the, the right quadrant in the in the bottom yeah so
0: <laughs> the lines are not okay not chaotic so like the lines are just like um how the planets are talking to each other so like Um, each planet has like sort of like a purpose within your like personality or like purpose and then that's just how they're talking to each other so you have a lot of blue lines though and the blue lines are good like oh there's
1: different colors that represent different things
0: yeah Um... so blue means like harmonious energy so like all that Sagittarius energy is vibing really well with your moon because it's both fire it's just sort of like different representations of that but it's like more of that high energy so Mm -hmm. it's like um the way that you like the things that you love to do the way you're going to take action and things that bring you joy or like you feel very expanded by it really work well with like your emotional body that would be like the english interpretation of it um and then the red Thank li- you,
1: translator <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then um the red lines are sort of tension points and they're not bad but it's just sort of like you might feel like pulled in two different directions so, um, like, okay, you're, so your sun's in Scorpio, moon and Leo. That's considered a square. So, do you feel that? Would you consider yourself to be like a more stubborn person, or like once you've made up your mind, it's it's made up?
1: Uh, yeah, I would say so.
0: Yeah. Let me see. Okay. So, I mean, you do have a lot of mutable energy. One, two, three, four. You have like five planets in mutable energy, which is more of like the free flowing, changing your mind but it's sort of like your outward and inward personality isn't fixed. So I I describe it as like, you may get fixated on something and just be like, nope, not changing my mind on something. Um, Mm. But the good side of that is sort of like you're, you're rooted firmly in your belief systems and you're not going to be swayed easily.
1: Mm. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow. And then your Saturn up here, like in Pisces is all the red lines here to Sagittarius so that's just sort of like I it's Sagittarius and Pisces is considered a square but in my opinion it's kind of like seeking the information but then being connected to something spiritual and I think it kind of flows well because the more information you learn I feel like the more connected you feel um it's -hmm. just sort of a pull between like extroverted energy and maybe more introverted energy squaring there. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. But, oh, Jupiter right now is like right at the top of your chart. Like, so your midheaven and your Saturn are like in your house of like career. So I don't know if you've always felt very drawn to like have a career or a calling to like help people and stay focused with it. Um, and it's in Pisces. So it's like a very compassionate career you're going to be called to, which you're doing but Jupiter going through there, it's, like, a really lucky time for you, like, lots of opportunities with, like, the work that you do or what you're known for, so, Mm yeah,
1: exciting times, exciting times to be of service,
0: yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, and then all the energy, because it's, like, in this part of the chart, it basically just means that, like, That's where the focus of like your energy is always going to kind of come back to. So it's like these, these empty triangles over here, they just might not be as much of like a focus for you. Like they still exist. The planets will still go through them, but you're always going to be pulled to like either self-expression, creativity or helping people health and wellness and service over here. And then more like this is like sort of career, like how you're seen with what you do but through what you do here, you're seen for here. Mm. That makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah so. Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So like other, like I mean, yeah, this is sort of like the house that represents you. And then like how so like how you earn an income, like your network of people, your family, like those things will obviously still come up in your life, but you're gonna always be pulled to these. Yeah, if you want to like study it, study the fifth house, the sixth house, and the tenth house.
1: Cool. Good to know. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah.
0: And then do you want to share? I'm trying to think of there's so many different things I could like ask you about what you do, but um do you want to share um I guess what I was like talking to you about before, like the cycle is it cycle charting is that how you correctly say it there's
1: no like right or wrong it could be cycle charting it could be uh, cycle chart tr- like tracking it could be yep. anything you want to call it
0: okay yeah and if we talk about that and even um explaining the different methods of like the i don't know how to say it like like i've never taken birth control um i've never saw like any i was always sort of scared to put it in my body cuz i'm very particular about what goes in my body so when i was younger and doctors were like oh you're a teenager you should go on it i was like no i don't know exactly what's in it but my phrase was always like i already have enough hormones going through my body i don't need to add more to it but i don't know if there's actual hormones in the little pills but mm. that's always how i kind of put it so I've always just done the tracking, but not as detailed as I'm going to start doing it with the, with the chart. So,
1: mm. well, uh, depending on which pill a woman goes on, um, pretty much it shuts down the entire reproductive system. It tells the body to stop releasing its own natural hormones. And then the, there's synthetic hormones in the pill. Um which is the estrogen and progestin, not progesterone. So there's, it's different hormones from what our, natu- our body naturally produces. Okay. So I'm glad that you intuitively listened to your body and you decided what was best for you and not um, have anyone sway or manipulate you into doing something that you did not want to do with your body
0: yeah it was a I just remember I have a different doctor than I did when I was in high school it was a guy doctor I wanted a female doctor so I have a female doctor now but he was basically just like oh you're having trouble with your periods or you're having breakouts he's like you want he's he's just gonna write it and I was like no I mean my response was like I'm not a sexually active 16 year old so I don't need to be on that like what would the point be Um, but Mm. even my mom when she was I think 33, like a few years before she had me and my brother, she had been on it for, I guess, too long. And she had like precancerous cells in her cervix. So um, she's, she's told me to like, just be very careful and like monitor that. But um, that, that was, I think, because of taking the pill for, I don't know how many years. So it's not, I don't think the greatest thing, but they don't market it as that. So,
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. I'm sorry to hear about your mom and her experience with it. And um, yeah, not many people are well-informed about the long-term side effects or even short-term side effects of it. And some people don't even get those experiences and which is incredible. Great. I'm so happy that you didn't have to experience any of those side effects. Uh, and then for all the women who have, like, I'm so sorry. Like, Like, I wish there was more informed consent educating women about all the possibilities of what could happen when you use this specific product from the pharmaceutical industry
0: Mm
1: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) it's it's just crazy that they don't like people don't explain it well enough or even how like I even my mom is just a good example because she's she was born in the early 60s so it's a very different generation of like what she's even aware of in terms of what the body does so like I would talk to her about how I'm like I get this um I call it goop but it's the proper term cervical discharge mucus mucus. or or
1: discharge yeah most people would refer it to as cervical mucus
0: mucus okay Mm -hmm. I'll use that term so um when I first like started getting it at some point. I was like, mom, what is this? And she didn't have any idea because she didn't really get a lot of it. But then I talked mm. to my grandma and she's like, Oh, is that what that stuff is called? Like she didn't know, but my grandma knew what I was talking about. Mm. So um, but that's like I tell my mom, I'm like, Oh, that's how I know I'm ovulating. And she's like, How do you know you're ovulating? I'm like, how do you not know you're ovulating? Like, how do you not know what's because your body even feels different? Like you have a different charged energy when you're ovulating, it's just different. So mm-hmm. I don't
1: know if, for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm just like extra tuned into things, and I'm just very aware, or if people in like previous generations weren't really um, like just taught about their own bodies. That's just something mm-hmm. I realized with my mom and my grandma. But mm. yeah.
1: Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Like it. Honestly, the more people I talk to, the more puzzle pieces, I feel, is coming together of learning more about this area that I am diving deeper into and hearing other women's experiences throughout time and space, not -hmm. just our generation, but previous generations and how it came to this point today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, um, I guess it really depended on the culture, the tradition and um, the word of mouth teachings. And if it was uh, stopped, at a certain point by certain people who did not want people to continue this verbal knowledge so that there is a disconnection. Um, because in specific cultures, if you go and look at what was taught around their bodies in the cycle, uh, it was actually well-known And cervical mucus was actually, um, there's no written document That states where it came from and like the time and place Um, but some tribe in Africa they would teach their young girls about their cervical mucus by rubbing like a clean rock on the vulva to show like this is the type of cervical mucus that will come out at certain points of your cycle and so like that's how they first learned about cervical mucus and eventually came to our western society where doctors learned more about cervical mucus and yeah it's just really interesting Mm -hmm. the knowledge gap yeah
0: yeah I didn't I had no idea like what it was because I don't really remember being even taught about that in school whatever they did teach us it was more just like you'll get your period and it lasts seven days but like
1: Mm.
0: yeah but that's not even like a true representation of what it is so yeah
1: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mhm. Well, speaking on the aspect of the energy, how it's different when you can tell when you're leading up to ovulation, um, hormonally there's an explanation, like scientific. It's not like woo-woo. It's actually like you can connect with your body, you can feel that energy. But also, there's the scientific explanation how, um, when the hormone follicle stimulating hormone, which comes from the brain, from the pituitary gland. It tells the body, um, specifically the ovaries, to start calling in follicles. And once those follicles start to grow and become dominant, that's what releases estrogen. And estrogen is that hormone that like energizes you. You feel more productive, you feel more alert and alive, uh, you feel more social, you know, like mm-hmm. um, so that's like the specific hormone that creates that light. Inside of you, like ignites that fire, which like you feel that energy when you're leading up to slash when you are ovulating. Yeah, yeah.
0: I describe it. It's a very creative time. I connect it mm. to like my sacral chakra, and I feel like like I grew up dancing, and I feel like I want to dance more as like creative expression. Whenever it's that ovulation period, that's kind of like how I know in a way, um, and I do mm-hmm. get a lot a lot done at that time. Do you want to talk about the like the four different? Is it four? Like the four different phases if people don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's different ways of looking at the cycle, um, depending on the person. Will depend depend on how they explain it to you, um, because I feel like this is like another gap. Like everyone sees it differently and explains it differently. So, um, from what I learned in school they would explain that the cycle is viewed as either t- two phases, the follicular phase and the luteal phase, or the second way is um, looking at as three parts, which is the pre-ovulatory, ovulatory phase, and then the post-ovulatory phase. And if you're not looking at it from the school perspective, you can also look at it as a uh, four parts, which is like the seasons, which is more like the spiritual um, way of looking at the cycle. So when you're bleeding, you're in your winter phase. When you're leading up to ovulation, you're in your spring. When you're ovulating, you're in your summer phase. And then when you're post-ovulatory, you're in your fall phase. So um, yeah, I just went off.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Do you want to start with, that's the the four part way is how I've sort of how I kind of view it like so um I only have about like three four-ish days of the, the the fall for the the menstruation part and then I'm just like I don't know how long the follicular phase would be like the springtime and then ovulations the three to five days and then that winter luteal phase is just hor- like I'm not a big fan of that phase like leading up to it um that's just like I almost feel like, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Like I love when the luteal phase is over, even though there's maybe some cramping and you're like actively bleeding. I just feel like better. I don't know if anyone else has ever said that to you, but it's almost like a, a release, like, okay. Like, cause there's been a hormonal shift so that you can, it's like a, it's like a physical release, but it just feels like better once the period. Like an
1: energetic release yeah. too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah um yeah so even though like I just explained those different phases and those ways of seeing I always recommend a woman to really connect to her own body and actually see what is resonant for her and what she feels like is her seasons and what she feels like is her energetic phases of the cycle so maybe um like what you're saying maybe your luteal phase is your winter phase and when you're bleeding, maybe that's your spring where you feel like a release and like you feel more cleansed. And you know, like when spring is coming, you feel like, oh, that fresh, fresh breath of fresh air, um, like a new beginning, a renewal, you know? Like, so it really depends on the woman and what she feels like her season is for what part of the cycle it is. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but when you're saying... That you really dislike the luteal phase and especially leading up to your bleed. Um, If you're open to sharing, obviously, this is a podcast, but if you're open to sharing, what does that look like for you? Is it uh, physical sensations? Is it a mental thing that you're experiencing? Or is it like um, your physical environment, things that you're doing? Like, what does that look like for you when it's uh, you're not? is not your favorite time of your cycle
0: okay yeah I'll share I'm like TMI with lots of things so and I feel like when I share it 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 like help will help someone else so
1: yeah it invites other people to connect to their own Mm -hmm.
0: so like for me I know that you're not supposed to have like the PMS symptoms like that's not normal that means just like saying there's something wrong but for me like the first indicator is just like fatigue it's just like I feel like like no energy really like more of like I just want to sleep more like I feel like my body needs more rest um Mm.
1: and do you give it that rest
0: oh yeah yeah I work for like I have my full-time job during the day and like I will just sit on the couch and with my laptop and just sort of like or take breaks extra breaks when needed or try to go to bed Mm. earlier or like
1: incredible that's awesome that you listen and you give that space and time for rest Mm -hmm
0: in my human design I'm also a projector so I like know also there's another reason and then like I'll bring in I have my Pisces moon I love sleep like if I could sleep all day but Mm -hmm. um but yeah so the fatigue stuff and then the bloating for me has always been like a pain in the butt like I can my lower abdomen and even the lot like I just had my period and I put my hand over it and I could like feel how swollen my uterus was and I was just like okay please just start already um so there's that and then I feel like a common one is like the breast tenderness like Mm. just or they feel bigger heavier or just more noticeable that there's something there um Mm. I always like a chin pimple something in this region and then I'm hungrier, like I want to eat more food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then what else? What else was I just doing last week? Um, I'm really like just like moody. I feel like I'm naturally just kind of moody, but um, more like the irritability. That's the word. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. faster. But most of the time, I just think like, okay, you need to go eat something. And then normally feel better, but it's like more hunger cues. Mm. Yeah. I think that's everything I think there's probably more but I sometimes I will even get cramping before it actually starts like three or four days before which is kind of oh and then the lower back pain like right in the um it's usually on my left side hmm. That's it's, it's like a stabbing and like right when that starts I'm like oh it's like um because is it true like it's like this is the size of your uterus and then it like doubles in size when it's so I'm like, oh, it's yeah, did you plant. see my
1: little reel of like the pear, the plum and the pear? Oh, so like okay. it, it does, it does expand.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think wow. I, I listed a lot of them. But I can only remember one time I had a period in the summer of 2017, where I had no pain. And it just started and it was like, the most like abundant amount of blood that ever came out of me and it was like I felt like a good color it didn't feel like um like it was darker or like where it looks well, like
1: like clots
0: yeah mm-hmm. and there was no pain and mm-hmm. I just remember I like I quit a job I didn't like and I just relaxed for a week or two and then I had that period and I just think it was because my body finally felt like calm but like that's the only time I've ever had it like a pain-free or symptom-free period that was like four and a half years ago, but since then it's just been like, and even before that, it's yeah. And I know you're not supposed to like have these things, but um, it's different every cycle too, depending on I guess what happened in that like 30 day period. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know where to start.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I have so much to say. I was like, don't interrupt her. Keep listening, <laughs> you can say at the end uh okay so first thank you so much for being open to sharing and I feel like this can give an invitation for those who do listen to this who are listening to this right now um if they relate to get this information so pain has been normalized sorry pain has been yeah normalized it's common but it's not normal um, and the symptoms that you experience I always tell a woman your symptoms are your body's way of communicating to you they're like their language it's their way of sending you signals saying hey listen this is what's going on <laughs> um and like it varies depending on the woman, right? So what I say to you may be very different for somebody else. And like, what I say to you right now is also like surface level. Cause I don't know anything about like your overall lifestyle, your le- like your career finances, home environment, you know, like all the things, because mm-hmm. they all have an impact on you, which impacts your cycle. Um, as well as your like we already talked about this through our voice notes but through like also not just thinking of like our physical things like our own physical life but also ancestral. Um, okay so breast tenderness I would start with that is that's like a indicator of many things um, depending on the woman um, whenever I say anything just like know it's like general common Okay. Uh, surface level. I can't really go deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a hormonal imbalance. Um, it could be low progesterone. That's usually an indicator for women who uh, have breast tenderness. Um, also lymphatic drainage. It could be that. Um, so I, it, I don't know if you're open to it, but um, a breast massage throughout the cycle. So when it comes to your bleed, the bleed is actually supposed to be focusing on releasing and letting go um, and so if the body's not releasing, letting go in other parts of the body, then it will try to do it all at once. Uh, and it can be overwhelming. Um, so like giving yourself a breast massage throughout the cycle, maybe it's like even um, during the cycle, that's like you're in your time where you, you dedicate uh, deep presence and connection with your tissues, because our breasts are literally our, our place where we give, like that is where we would nourish and provide life for uh, a child so that's also our way of giving life and giving to others so giving that back receiving for ourselves um that's like the science and the spirituals so like that's what I always go back to science spiritual science because spiritual, there's n- there's no
0: separation yeah I know that. Um, Interesting. I've I've gotten facials before where we've done lymphatic drainage on my face because I was getting these bumps and they weren't like pimples, they're just bumps. And she was like, your lymph nodes, we need to get them moving. So that I'm like, okay, that's probably, that's, yeah, okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The acne around the chin area. So um, in different cultures, like they have face mapping. I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this before. Um, where certain parts of your face will tell you about specific organs um, or body parts that are pretty much sending you a signal. So for example, the chin area is usually the hormonal area. So hormones, reproductive system, um, for example, like my cheeks, like I I'm working on my stomach and like digestive system, um, et cetera. So like your whole face, I have like a PDF, on my website for free if you will want that that outlines all the specific parts of the face um, for face mapping mm-hmm. uh, back pain so that again my three questions for those who have never heard me talk about anything before i always come back to the, the three questions is it nutritional is it structural or is it emotional so Um, nutritional like the foods that you're eating are you um, ensuring that there's like there's no nutrient deficiencies whether it's a vitamin or mineral um, movement sleep water intake you know all those things Uh, and then structural could be posture it could be um, alignment of the organs and the uterus so if the uterus is out of alignment then that can cause a back pain. For example, if it's retroverted or uh, inverted or to the sides, that can cause pain for women. Um, What else? Um, And then emotional, like this is like, it's such a large component, but it could be um, ancestral, something that you're clearing for yourself as well as other people in your lineage. It could be yourself, like, is there something that, Uh, you feel is coming up on that specific day where you feel that pain. Um, You know, like it's, it could be so many things. Um, Yeah, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I remember in in yoga teacher training, I learned like you hold emotions in your hips. And I was like, oh my gosh, then if people hold, like I love pigeon pose, because I think my hips are a little over-flexible from dance, but pigeon pose, I could sit in that forever. But I've heard of like people crying before in pigeon pose because they're releasing in their hips and you wouldn't think that, but emotions are stored there. So I think when you said that on Instagram, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Cause the lower back is very connected to the hip area. Mm-hmm. So,
1: like, and then also specific sides. So you said your left side, yeah, it's always the, the left, left is the feminine and the, the right is the masculine. So working with the feminine line, the maternal line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. My mom. <laughs> oh, my mom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that left is feminine. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I learned that from actually Lily. Um, that was like my first introduction to it was when I was doing Thai massage, uh, and she was explaining, um, the different parts like the different sides and then she was like working on my body explaining it and I'm like oh this makes so much sense so
0: yeah I've been fine I'm like really particular I like I notice things and it's almost like um my one like my left hip is different than my right hip and my left leg's a little longer so Mm. it's even like different in like the way my glutes are and like my it's just it's all sort of it feels kind of off balance but um Really mm-hmm. random, like whenever I do any kind of photos for my business, I always turn to the left because I think I look better on the left side. So that's interesting that it's like the feminine side. I never
1: even thought of that I'm taking photos. Interesting,
0: I always turn to the left. I hate how my body looks on the right, I don't know why. I just think it looks different. You gotta embrace the other side. I know girl.
1: <laughs> you gotta yeah. love both sides.
0: I know. <laughs> It's like, I do, but just not in the photo, the way it's captured. <laughs> no. Maybe you
1: should do a photo shoot that just focuses on the left side. I mean, the right side. And, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> oh, and that would be so challenging, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, what else did you say? So breast tenderness, acne, um, back pain, oh, cramping. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so cramping. So the cramping happens when the uterus is literally contracting. It's trying to literally release whatever is in there. Um, Cramping could also be because um, misalignment. It could also be because of previous lining that hasn't been shed. So it's like a buildup. So okay, uh, (laughs) it's like oh I feel like all this information is coming out of me I feel like my brain's gonna explode from all the information I have
0: (laughs) I do that that too I sometimes say the wrong thing or like
1: yeah okay let me take a deep deep breath (sighs) okay so usually a woman would not experience cramping cramping usually only happens when she is going through labor because that's like the contraction to release and push out so contracting and and cramping happens when the uterus is trying to push something out um so cramping isn't the cramping is normalized but is not normal um it's the body's way of communicating that something is imbalance and is trying to release something, whether that's physically, energetically, emotionally, mentally, whatever it is, because our uterus, our womb space tends to hold everything down there. Because women or even men, not just us, we tend to hold things, just like how we you were just talking about in yoga teacher training where we were taught that we store emotions in our in our tissues literally. Um, same thing with our womb space. We you know, push it down and it, we store it there. Okay. Yeah, so when it comes to these symptoms, like you already started, like I love how eager and excited you are. Um, identifying patterns and seeing uh, if, it's, if these specific things happen on the same day, every cycle, and maybe noticing if there's any changes in your life and how that makes any changes in these experiences that you have. Um, even not just your cycle but you can also use this tool of charting your cycle as a way to understand your relationships around you and how maybe you have conflict with a specific person or maybe masculine or feminine on a specific day recycle every, every cycle or you have like really good relationships on a specific day recycle, cycle and noticing that pattern in that cycle
0: okay yeah,
1: I have noticed
0: that I'm just thinking of someone that I'm not talking to at the moment, but I think previously it's like either when I was on my period or right before there would be arguments with the person and,
1: mm.
0: and it was like, I wasn't in the space to probably even have conversations that led to those moments, but it was like, I would just so like, you're. I feel like I'm more reactive before mm-hmm. period. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, even like um, this last cycle for me, like I normally don't get the the breast tenderness. Really, like I haven't really experienced that since like high school. Yay, that's good. But then this cycle, I had it, and I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "What has just happened that's causing this right now?" So, yeah. And what was
1: different this cycle? Do you feel that was from previous cycles? Like, was there anything different? I don't know. It's
0: almost like because I was bleeding with the full moon and then when it was the December full moon I was like really high energy and I was like oh I'm ovulating right now I wasn't like so I was like okay my cycle's going to flip now to the new moon so it was only my second cycle with the new moon so I think something's either clearing out or like um yeah I I don't know there's like change there's like little changes I guess happening in my life so it might be that but if I were to look at my life last year to this year if there's so much I did a lot of changes in a year (laughs) like I did just so yeah (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Yeah. well I guess it could be this transition phase for you and yeah I guess tuning into what that transition looks like and how you can give and receive within those transitions um as well as like the nutritional like the science aspect as well like maybe looking at both to see how that can support you so you don't experience that every cycle
0: yeah um Okay the one question I have just because like I see chiropractor and so like I always feel better when mm-hmm. I get aligned when you're getting your back adjusted does that somehow adjust your uterus or would you have to go to somebody special to get like a uterus adjustment?
1: Um. See this is a good question I will be honest this is something that I'm still learning about so I cannot answer this clearly yet yes. But if you look, if, if I answer it generally, I would say you could ask if he, your chiropractor knows this knowledge uh, and see if he can support you with that. And then if not, then seek somebody who has that knowledge. Um, because I'm, from my understanding, chiropractors work with the spine and the bones, not um, muscles or tissue like fascia or you know you know what i mean like do they work with all of that too i'm not too sure i don't know much knowledge around chiropractors
0: no it's just like i got I have scoliosis in my spine so i go like once a month and i always feel better after like just i feel i feel like more aligned or there's like um it's like manually there's cracking so i feel like things are being released so there's also that, but I think it is primarily just with the vertebrae and it's just sort of like a shock to get them to align straighter. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I've, I've, before I've gotten my back adjusted and the next day I've like gotten my period. Cause I feel like there's like a relaxing part in the lower back there. Something was released, mm. but I have, I always- feel like
1: they're all interconnected. So I'm sure yeah. he's doing some kind of adjustment that's connected to that too.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to try though, the, the fat, the fascia, like going to a fascial stretch therapist, if that's what it's called. And Mm -hmm. like getting that, like, that just sounds like great, but delicious. I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Is there anything else that you can like share about this or like what to look out for or like charting? I'm going to link to your website and like link to all your how people can get the free um, content that you have in the guides. But
1: mm. is there anything
0: else or like a message you'd want to like tell people about all of this, like words of wisdom from your studies? Hmm. I think if, if
1: like, Anyone who is starting on this journey should be patient with themselves. I find that there's a common theme with a lot of clients that I've worked with um, who had imbalances with their cycle, who've been transitioning off of the pill. And yeah, we're so used to getting things instantaneously. And when it comes to healing in the cycle and deepening our connection with the cycle, to be patient and to be kind and compassionate and that your body is constantly working and supporting you and not working against you. So know that your body loves you. And um, yeah, it can be overwhelming and it doesn't have to be. Um, You can go and read all the books. If you have that time and space, do it. I highly recommend it. Um, but if you feel like you would like somebody who's literally devoted their time and space and money and energy into this work, um, I, I do a three month group course with a woman. So I actually was doing one-on-one for a year and a half. And then I decided after one of my clients, she recommended you should do this in a group because in a group, you have a community and within that community you have a group of women who are learning and growing together so they're not they know that they're not alone so that we can have conversations like this like you and me Lisa like talking about things that are like quote-unquote taboo and like weird and gross that people like think it is but it's not about like cervical mucus or about our bleed or about symptoms so um, yeah I'm really excited to do a group course so that there's a group of women going and learning and just sharing their journeys together. Um, So yeah, it's called Conscious Cycles. We start February 20th, Um, there's three group calls and then there's two calls one-on-one with me personally. Um, So if somebody is ready to do something in a group and learn fertility awareness method, learn about their cycle, um, learn all the things, uh, you can join that, or if you want more personal one-on-one and have more time and space in that container, I do offer that as well. Um, so yeah, that's like my offerings. And then just like what you said, I have a lot of resources on my website. Um, I have the two free eBooks for cycle charting, like learning how to start cycle charting, a guide on just an overview of all the different fertility awareness methods, and then resources like for health and wellness. Um and blog posts, like, lots of information if people just want to just start diving in.
0: Yes, yeah, I recommend the cycle charting workbook. I read it, and I just, like, made my thing, and I was just, like, oh, for me, it's, like, fun to track the stuff, but it's very informative. Um, yeah, I greatly appreciated it, so.
1: Yay! I'm so happy
0: you started. Mm-hmm. And then just like as you're talking, I have another question and you might not know the answer, but like, do, you, do a lot of people that come to you or is it like more normal that more women are on the pill trying to get off of it and having to adjust than p- people who've never been on the pill mm-hmm. or a form of birth control?
1: Um. So majority of the clients I've worked with so far have either been transitioning off or they had just previously been on the pill and getting off of it or they are on the IUD and getting off of it um there was not many clients that have never experienced it
0: at all okay yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm a career person like out of my group of family friends like I'm yeah okay because
1: it's been marketed and pushed on and nobody nobody knows that there is the option of not
0: doing it mm-hmm. yeah okay Mm -hmm. I don't know if I had one more question oh do you find that um I guess it's bringing like men into the or like the masculine side of things like I feel like even bringing it up to like if I just mentioned like oh I'm on my period to someone who's a male in my family they get weirded out by it but I really hope that they like something happens or even men can be educated on this as well for like just so they like either know what's going on or like as a support. So have you worked with any men before just in like a way of educating them or has it just been women?
1: Uh, I personally have not worked with women or just, sorry. I haven't just worked with men. Um, I do offer for women who have partners. Um, if the partner would like to sit on the call so that they can understand what's going on because like yeah if there's a hormone imbalance yeah the woman is definitely going to have some emotional and mental experiences Uh, and so if the man is informed on what part of the cycle that's going to most likely happen every cycle until that there's a balance um, that would probably be beneficial Um, and also like it would be awesome to normalize it so that um people know how to approach us not even approach us like how to respond that like we are going to be different we're cyclical beings our hormones are constantly changing and shifting that we will have more energy at certain points and less energy at other points like progesterone when you're saying like you're super tired in your luteal phase, that's literally a reason why, why you have so much, like you're, you're hungry more, because that's a reason why, like that progesterone hormone is literally asking you to eat more, it increases your appetite, and it also calls for more relaxation and resting, like there's a reason for these things, Um, so I feel like if there is more education for both male and females, then that would be better beneficial because then people would understand what's going on and why we're different at you know different points in the cycle yeah
0: I would like like I didn't feel motivated like I would like nine to five during the week remotely and I did not want to work when I was on my period I feel like for good reason because my body was not in a let's go mode but you can't just say like oh I'm not working today because I'm on my period because the way that's set up is so linear like with the masculine Mm and it bothers me so much so (laughs) yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. women should have days where period not work days even just like for the first two days or something just to like literally like sleep (laughs) or like lie down and drink tea I don't know and just relax because the body is like not yeah Mm
1: mm-hmm yeah agreed <laughs> i
0: don't know how the people i work with would respond to that but yeah. we'll
1: see like are we we if you look at it from a traditional perspective mm-hmm. women would be the ones who would be the caregivers yeah. who would be uh having the children raising the children doing all the cooking and cleaning um and would have that time and space to do those kinds of things. But now that women are in the workforce, they don't have that time and space to do that. Um, And you have to like do what you can because you can't just say, hey, I'm not coming into work because I have my period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh,
0: mm -hmm. When I was just like working for myself fully, I was like, I could do that, but it's still different now. It's Mm -hmm. one of my many changes that I've done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're definitely not alone, especially like if people don't have that chance, like if they're not working for themselves, Mm -hmm. um, to know that there are ways like to honor and respect and appreciate your body and your cycle. When I say cycle, I should refer to your menstrual cycle, Mm -hmm. um, because cycle is referring to the whole thing. Menstrual cycle is just like the period from the first day to the last day of your bleed.
0: Um,
1: yeah there's different ways like do you have any specific ways that you honor and respect your cycle even though you're working like is there anything that you incorporate
0: I don't know I'm trying to I'm right I always go back to sleep my body just like with the rest and sleep (laughs) yeah just wants rest Yeah. yeah
1: So you just like rest more, like you'd like go to bed early or you take naps. Like, what does that look like for you? You
0: take naps, but like literally last week, I just like sat on my couch, kind of in like a child's pose for maybe like 30 minutes because that was providing relief. <laughs> um, mm. So that's, I just took a break from working and I just was in child's pose for 30 minutes, but with pillows around me because I feel like I needed that. Mm. Yeah.
1: A beautiful pose to stay in for a while
0: <laughs> yeah. I like wasn't uncomfortable in it shockingly I was just like it was the only thing providing relief to my lower back but yeah yeah
1: and anything else other than uh child's pose for 30 minutes
0: <laughs> I don't I'm not like a bath person but like longer showers uh-huh. Oh bath. oh, bath, bath,
1: bath. Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the
0: water, because I feel like water is so healing, but I feel mm-hmm. like longer showers, just with like the heat on the abdomen, feels just very soothing, so. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much I could share about that. Just like that one thing, that component of heat and water. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did the self-care training with Arrigo for my abdominal O'Donnell massage, um, they talked about the importance of heat. Um, so, like, if you feel called to put heat on your your womb space, like, do it um, because, like, our uterus literally just wants warmth. If um, if the uterus is cold, that will cause an imbalance. So the the Arvigo, like, their like that teaching is very spiritual in the sense of um, they talk about empacho and. Um, all these different imbalances. So if you have cold feet, then that means that you will have a cold uterus. So making sure your feet are warm. So like you're, you just want warmth when you are bleeding. Um, just think of winter or like fall, you just want to be warm. Um, you don't want to be cold. So like, for example, for myself, I used to do cold showers. I was like dedicated to like, I'm going to do a full year of cold showers, like, like every day, like no warm showers. And then it came to a point where I'm like, I just don't want to do cold showers when I'm on my period. And then I learned I learned later, it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, you know? <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Like, I try my best not to take anything for the pain, but some days, like, I have to take something. But I find that if I just stand with the warm water, the pain goes away. Like, it relaxes it. But, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. When you experience pain um, have you ever communicated with the pain?
0: Sometimes, I mean, I did my Reiki, like I've sometimes done Reiki on my, like, womb space, um, or just put my hands there, and I feel like sometimes that helps, um, but no, I haven't, well, I mean, like when I've experienced cycles that were like I used to experience like really like I've had a 52 day cycle before as hell but sometimes they have been like 37 days and it just feels like it's dragging on I've spoken to my like uterus and I've been like what's wrong can we please bleed now like come on I put my hands there and do the Reiki like before I go to sleep or just that like I have communicated in that way and then the next day I did get my period I've done that once um so I told my mom mm-hmm. that story and she's like, now you're talking to your uterus. And I'm like, yeah, I have to, but mm-hmm. I've I'm, I'm never asked. That's normal. That's yeah. normal. Oh, I've never yeah. asked though, like, what's wrong? What do you need? I haven't done that, but I should try that. Mm-hmm. Like the last few days, I've just, my hands are there right now, but the last few days I've been putting my hands there, even though I think everything's done now, we've gone on to the next phase, but I don't, I don't know why I've been putting my hand there. So I don't know what that means, but.
1: Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I think like that would be like my second message before we end is like to any woman if you experience pain anywhere, um, like giving yourself the presence and the time to just like bring your your hands to that space and tuning into like what are you trying to communicate with me? Like what are you trying to say? Um, what is this pain doing here? um when did it start with whom um and like yeah what do you need like literally it's such a great question what do you need um maybe it's just presence maybe you just like need to sit and like fully like send your breath into that space and like breathing into it um maybe it's a specific thing that it's asking you to do um and it's just really going back to connecting with our body and not disassociating or disconnecting because we tend to feel pain and we want to run away or avoid and use something else um, to heal or to numb the pain, but see if you can dive deep into the pain. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So more communication with our uterus. Yeah. 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 There's, oh,
1: what's her name? Janet I will send it to you after this um like once I started diving into this I just like I don't know how else to explain it but I felt like I was weaving some kind of spider web of like connecting with all these different wise women who have been on this path for I don't know how many years and how they got to that point but I came across this woman Janet and she, uh, I ended up being on her email list, and recently she talked about women who are in the, the birth realm in this current time and space. And when it comes to um, childbirth, to connect with your cervix and connect with your uterus, so specifically your cervix, because that is the portal, the, the canal where the baby moves through to enter this physical world. And she was saying that a lot of women have issues with childbirth if they've never connected with their cervix before childbirth. So really connecting with your whole being, your whole body. Um, So I thought that was like super interesting how um, a person speaking about speaking to your cervix specifically. Yeah, just thought I'd share that In, in general, speaking to our bodies and pain and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, our bodies are always speaking to us with like intuitive messages. We just don't listen. But getting really specific to what parts we're talking to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, we'll we'll end the podcast with that. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to
1: your body. Connect to your body. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you to everyone who listened.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the Don't Tell Me What to Do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly you can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast which is new for exclusive episodes or you can purchase my book which has the exact same name as this podcast so with so much love and gratitude see you very very soon in the next episode